in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the roving Glenn Stansberry. Yes. Finally returned. I have traveled many miles. Yeah, you have. <laughs> I have. Uh, <clears throat> I've been in the Pacific Northwest for a wedding, my brother's wedding, and then uh, yeah, just kind of roved around. That's right. Brian so aptly called it. Um, how was the wedding? The wedding was great. It was fantastic, actually. Mm-hmm. It was one of those deals where um, they said it hadn't. They, they had it at a, a campground in Oregon, uh, the ceremony, and it hadn't rained in a hundred days. But mm. the day of the wedding, it rained like all day. <laughs> so I don't know if that's somebody that was like trying to sell them on the place, and they said, <laughs> "Yeah, it's been a hundred hours since it rained." <laughs> yeah, did I say hours? I meant days. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I guess apparently it doesn't rain very much in the summertime in mm. the Northwest. But okay. I've just been there and other times then where it rains the whole time I'm there. Yeah, it's basically. like basically for nine months it rains every day. Mm. But in the summer it stops apparently. I see. Okay. But yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful countryside. If you are listening you live out there, I'm, I'm very jealous. Mm. Though I'm not jealous of your cost of living. That's right. Well, some of the places. Yeah, Seattle, but, mm-hmm. et cetera. But yeah. Yeah. You I can afford it. Yeah. No problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah. So we took a couple weeks off, mm-hmm. and we're back at it. Here we are. Here we are once again. Nothing's really changed. It's two dudes sitting <laughs> on the couch talking about gentlemen. Uh, speaking of talking about gentlemen, mm. um, we are co-founders of a site called gentlemen.com. Gentlemen.com is a resource. It's like. Um, an online encyclopedia of manly content that everybody can edit. That's a good idea. Actually, that's a really good idea, Brian. It's like a replacement for, you know, the physical encyclopedias that everybody has in their house. The salesmen sell. Right. Yeah. That I purchased uh, biannually. Did you get last year's? Yep. 2016's on the way. I'm excited about it. (laughs) Encyclopedia Britannica. Really, the internet should be used... Um, somehow to fix this problem. Well, that's what gentleman.com is. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. it's a resource for, mm-hmm. you know, it's basically the entirety of human knowledge on a website. It's It, it sounds pretty heavy, we're, but it's, yeah. it's not. We, we make it light. We're taking all the world's knowledge and we're giving it away for free. Um, so if you, if you want to, if you're interested in knowledge and knowing <laughs> things, you can stop by gentleman.com. Um, if you're interested in Bring your knowledge down a notch. <laughs> you can visit podcast.gentleman.com where you can listen to other episodes. Mm. You can follow along with this episode. You can check out the links we're going to talk about during the show. You can find out what beers to drink this weekend mm-hmm. if you're going to buy beer. Mm-hmm. It's Again, it's a little bit of a resource, but you know, it's a little bit more fun than the... Uh, the average podcast website. That's right. We're the podcast website. Yeah, we, 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 we like to do the hard work for you. That's right. What should I what should I partake of this weekend in terms of tasty beverages? Right. Gentlemen Podcast to the Rescue. We will yeah, we will test drive that beer for you. Mm-hmm. Which we're gonna do in a second here, Brian. We are, we are. But one more thing, Glenn, we gotta talk about. 
if you want to get in touch with us, if you want to talk to me and Glenn, mm. uh, you can call me on my personal phone. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> no, you can uh, send us. What's better than call me on my personal phone? Uh, you can send us a letter. Yeah. Uh, P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas 66044 is the address. You send us a letter. We talk about it. We put it on the Hall slash Wall of Fame, which we know and love as the Hall of Fame. And we, uh, you know, we will really appreciate it. Truly from the bottom of our hearts. And you may get something back in return. You may, we might send you, a, send, you, send you back something. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery gift. Token of our appreciation. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but anyway, Glenn, uh, if you can't do the post office, you can always send us an email over at howdyatgentleman.com. Um, our email, uh, I guess they call it uh, an email inbox. Yeah. Uh, is overfloweth with with emails. So namely spam. We we like to you know we don't get as much spam mail. No, but, we don't. But we uh, got a Dell coupon. Yeah, Michael Dell did send us like, a nice letter <laughs> that was saying that he had good deals on laptops. Yep, which was nice of him. Thanks, I, Mike. Yeah, thank long time you. listener yeah, of the show. Exactly. Um, so anyway, Glenn, that's that's pretty much the the, the spiel. So let's get into the drink of the week. Mm. Uh, this week I wanted to, since you were out in the Pacific Northwest, and our favorite brewery mm-hmm. is out in the Pacific Northwest. The show's favorite brewery. The show. The highest, is it, doesn't this brewery have the highest rated beer? I believe so. I think so. Uh, the Jubilee, which is a 9.0 out of 10 on the mustache twist scale, which is a very high, uh, it's a very high rating. You know, we don't get up into the 9.5s <clears throat> no, 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 unless, like... God himself was brewing beer. Right. And I think based on how many people brew beer, God must be getting into it. Uh, yeah. Certain, okay. Yeah, I think he's I think he's looking into it right now. <laughs> Go forth and multiply. Yeah, we're going <clears> to... <throat> I'm looking forward to going to the store and seeing yeah, yeah. Uh, JC's, uh, you oh, know... Holy Ale. Holy Ale, yeah. <laughs> holy Water. <laughs> well, we're going to anyway. be uh, hit with some bolts of lightning here. Yeah. In the meantime... Uh, yeah, this is so. Anyway, Glenn, I picked up the the Shoots Brewery mm. Twilight Summer Ale. Mm. Um, we've talked about the Mirror Pond Ale, which is good. We mm. talked about the Jubilee Ale, which we've rated very highly for our wintertime ale. So I figured, pick up the summertime ale. We talked about the wintertime ale that they do. Let's let's find out what the story is on their summer. Ale. And I believe it's called Twilight Summer Ale, based on based off of the uh, Academy Award winning film series Twilight. The, the Twilight films? Yeah. The yes. Academy Award? I believe With so. With the vampires and the... Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Guys? Right. Huh. Best... I think they were like best picture for that. Or best they screenplay? Did. Something? Um, I don't know. Best... I'm trying to think of a... Yeah. A word that Best sound design. Best. That must have been it. I bet that was <laughs> it. Um, hmm. Anyway, Glenn, let's not... I don't know. That's just hearsay on my part. That, right. The, the website didn't really say anything about that. I just I just put two and two together on that deal. Right. So this is a... Uh, the Twilight is an ale. It is a 35 IBU ale, so it's not a high IBU ale, mm-hmm. which is good. 5% alcohol um, and a little bit of hoppiness. They, they, they mention Amarillo hops in here. So I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what Amarillo... That doesn't mean anything to me. No, I've I don't never know heard what that means. They must be from Texas. I'm not sure. Uh, the pairings they have with this are a salt and pepper grilled salmon mm. and a marinated calamari salad. 
Oh, I had one of those. No, wait, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah. I've never had a, col- a marinated calamari salad. Uh, neither have I. Um, but anyway, Glenn, I, so as the shoots does, they do it up really nicely. They have the homebrew recipe that you can replicate at your home for all of their beers. Um, and they provide some, some, even some food recipes you can do with this thing. And then they have, of course, the several pages of awards that each of their beers has won. Uh, you went out to the Deschutes Brewery in not the Bend, Oregon, not the one, flagship, but the Portland the satellite. Yeah. So what was? How was that? Well, first of all, I, my wife, I was like, well, you know, if we have time, we'll do it. But it's not, you know, I didn't know what to expect because it wasn't the one out in Bend, yeah. Oregon. So I was like, oh, okay, it's probably just like a little tiny pub. It's a, it's a huge brewery. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, it was it was really big and it was packed full at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, I say probably eighty percent full, three o'clock in the afternoon, and we went and it was really really good. Did you guys eat there? Or no, did you just beer. We got some yeah something appetizers basically, yeah. but and they were they were very good too. And I've heard the food's really good there. But man, so I told the guy, my waiter, I said, hey, look, here's the thing. Have you heard of the gentleman podcast? Have you heard of the no? <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm I'm from we're from Kansas, and I may I didn't say we went out there only for the brewery. Oh, but I did say yeah. this is like the highlight of the trip here. Right, not the wedding, not seeing my brother get married. Yeah. You know, yeah. This brewery right here. This, this is like is, once this in is, a lifetime. I went on brewery. Yeah, I yeah. went. I, I I did a. a a Hajj, I went to Mecca. Right. My Mecca. Right. For for breweries. Mm-hmm. And and so I basically said, look, this is my favorite brewery. What should I get? And mm-hmm. so we got a flight of beer. And I will say this. Uh, in the Northwest, they love their hops. Okay? Uh, yeah. A lot of the beers were IPAs right now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, I was like like stepping over, you know, cracks in the sidewalk kind of thing, trying to order something that didn't happen. Right. But right. He, he helped us out. My wife likes IPA. So we split a flight of beers, and they were really good. But I was actually a little disappointed because they weren't, you know, as yeah. good as the beers that we've reviewed on the podcast. Right. So I said, well, I'm going to order, you know, I mean, we've just been sipping on these beers. Like, I'll, I'll order an actual beer. And so I got, um, they had a limited edition, like, um, porter. Mm. And it was like an apricot. Porter. It, hmm. it sounded weird, but I asked the guy. I said, "Hey, should I get this?" And he's like, "Well, do you like stout beers?" And I said, "I love stout beers." And he's like, "Then you're gonna love this." Yeah. And he reassured me that it was chocolatey and like had apricots, and it was just amazing. So mm-hmm. I got it, and he was right. And I fawned over this stuff. Like I just sat there like moaning while drinking it and <laughs> causing a scene, and my wife was embarrassed. Mm. Um, but anyway, long story short, the shoots was great. The uh, waiter. You know, I think because I gave the song and dance, you know, I'm from Kansas and this is my favorite brewery. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got a gift for you. And he got me a bottle of that beer, like a, you know, a sizable one bottle. Big, yeah, one of the big right. single yeah. bottle things. Because I asked for it. I asked. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. So I got the, got the bottle of beer and he gave a, can op- or a bottle opener and just a nice little gift package to go. So That's cool. Yeah. Excellent, excellent experience at the brewery. Good. Check it out if you can. It's downtown Portland. Mm. They also have one in Bend, Oregon. So. Yep. Yes. All right, well, let's, uh, we should pop these open and see. The Twilight. Twilight. Named after the series, mm-hmm. as Brian has found. One of the most acclaimed films of our time, I believe. Yeah, this series has uh, won many awards. Now, I don't think it's actually. I'm, you might. I don't know. We may have to fact check this, Brian. No, I, I don't think there's any need to do that. Oh, okay. I mean. It's it's clearly a uh, a masterpiece of filmmaking. Was it Scorsese that directed Scorsese? that? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it was Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. 
Is yeah. there that or Steven Spielberg that did the... Uh, no, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, it right? could be. That could be. Yeah, yeah. one of those three. Yeah. But, you know, anyway. All right. I've seen it here and over there. To Twilight. Summer Ale. Mm. 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 It's good. That is good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Refreshing. This one is super refreshing. It's nice and light. Yep. Nice and light. It's still ale You know, it got that malty... But the hops are there, so it's still kind of crisp. What do, what do you think, Brian? You're shaking your I'm, head. I'm just... All I'm hearing is Shania Twain in my head. Still the one. <laughs> the, the, shoots, the shoots. You're still the one. <sighs> we've only... I think we've reviewed one beer that we're like, eh, okay, yeah. that's fine. But but the shoots... <clears throat> they really got it down. This is... This is very good. I'm telling you, man. This is I, very good. If I... I if, like this a lot. <sighs> oh, man. Yeah, we need to get a hold of these guys. We need to tell them they've been getting lots of publicity off the Gentleman Podcast. Lots of mustache twists. Yes. Speaking with Brian. <laughs> and those don't come cheap. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> they could have more. <laughs> <clears throat> and that goes for any brewery. <laughs> That's true, yeah. It's a fluid algorithm that we use. To, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The algorithm changes over time sometimes. Um, uh, man, that is solid. Yeah, so, good. quick primer on the mustache twist scale that mm-hmm. we use to rate the beers. It's totally uh, programmatic and analytical. There's no... Mathematical and scientific. Right. There is no human element, really, except no. our taste buds. Right. Which, which are, are scientific as well. And mechanized at yes. this point. Um, what the, what's the name of those uh, French wine uh, sommeliers. sommeliers? Yeah, yeah, that's basically mm. um, you know basically what we are for beer. So. I drank like half of this and about three gulps here. Yeah. I gotta <clears throat> tone it down a little bit. Um, okay, Glenn, what do you what would you say on the mustache twist scale for this? High, high. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so it's it's fun because it's hoppy, but you can't really. It's just barely hoppy mm-hmm. enough to give it some kick, but not really. There, which we like. Uh, the price, Brian. What was the price on the six pack? The price for the six pack was eight ninety nine. Really? I believe so. Right yes. around that sweet spot mm-hmm. of eight fifty. Mm-hmm. That's gonna help. Yeah, I thought this was like nine or I mean about like nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine, but I don't believe so. I guess they. I, I'm not. I'm trusting you on this. I, I think it's, I think it was eight ninety nine. I'm pretty sure. I yeah. Well, wow, that's fantastic. It's hard to find a beer that's yeah that's good. Yeah, for nine price. bucks these days. Yeah, it's true. Uh wow okay so good price mm-hmm. excellent hops the taste is phenomenal yep it's just I guess if I had to use one word to describe it it'd be like balanced you yep. know what I mean like mm-hmm. yep it, 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 yeah this is this is one that you take and put on the back porch and just enjoy the evening mm-hmm. it, it really does taste like a summer beer should too yeah it tastes like Twilight mm-hmm. it really tastes like the name it tastes like Twilight the movie. Uh, hmm. That's a oh. You meant like the actual? I meant like a like a like a sunset. Oh, twilight. Okay, gotcha. Like about yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Mm. Mm. Well, anyway, can't, can't. What, what, what were you saying with the score? Were you going to put on? Man, I, I, I would say it's above an eight five. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I, I, I think I'm going to go eight six. You go eight six. Mm-hmm. I was going to go eight seven. Wow. 
Wow. So, well, but it doesn't matter what we think. Yeah. That's only a small yeah. part of the equation. That's right. Uh, let me let me feed this into the uh, official MTS computer. Yeah. And then we shall know. Patent pending. What the actual mustache twist scale mm-hmm. score for this beer is, Glenn. Mm. The Twilight Pale Ale. Okay, oh, so. Oh, my gosh. We said. Let's look at some stats. We said the alcohol by volume was 5%. Mm-hmm. We also said the IBUs were 35 mm-hmm. We said the price was $8.99, mm-hmm. and you said an 8.6, and I said an 8.7. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think the MTS has what it needs to do. It's thing. Let's just let it uh, compute and see what happens. Okay. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, one thing that's interesting about the shoots is that if you get a beer that's brewed in... I think they only... They do brew their beer in Portland, mm-hmm. but I think it's only for like local consumption, like at the brewery. And- I'm sure. I mean, like, that's the biggest you know yeah. place to be, so they got to be there, right? But he was saying the waiter was saying that if you if you have it locally in Portland, they don't use the extra filtration step that they uh, use because because it takes longer. Yeah, I would imagine yeah. Um, that they use in the actual bend facilities. So don't be surprised if it's a little cloudier mm-hmm. if you head over to. To uh, Portland, much like the city itself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the okay. The MTS computer's done its thing. I've got the printout right here in my hand. It turns out that the score for this beer is an eight point six five. That wow. So pretty high. Pretty Very high as far high. as the scale goes. Um, let's stop on over real quick to beersnob.com and just check out uh, what some other folks on the internet with their stupid arbitrary scale have to say about the score of this beer. <laughs> Um, they put it at a 84. Mm. So that's pretty good for them. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have hibiscus in the title. So apparently they don't like it very much. <laughs> Not um, giving it a 99. Yeah. So anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, Beer Snob gets it wrong once again. But closer to C- right. Close, close, but cl- close, but no cigar. Mm-hmm. Uh, second place is first loser as far it, as I'm on. That's concerned. right. It's got to be hard. Mm-hmm. Coming up short every time. It does. Uh, but we wouldn't know anything about that, Glenn. No. Um, let's move on to some interesting posts from gentlemen.com from the last week or so. All right, Brian. Well, this first one is uh, quite a little doozy. It's added by our good friend Zamus. And Zamus has added, I've not heard of this uh, site before. It's called idealistrevolution.org. I don't know if it's idealist or idealist or idea list, mm-hmm. but either way. And the title is, and, and this got a billion likes on, on Gentlemen. So. One billion, literally. A yeah. billion people on Gentlemen. Finally have passed liked it. a billion. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. Um, but it, it's titled Man Noticed This Abandoned Hanger. Period. Man Noticed This Abandoned Hanger. Stop. What's inside caught him by surprise. Oh, the twist on the end. That's right. There you go. But heading over to the site, um, we, we hear a, a story about an urban explorer named Ralph Marebs who was in. No other than Kazakhstan. Mm-hmm. Just trotting about like one is uh, apt to do in Kazakhstan. Must have been summer vacation. No kidding. Um, and while he was on a, a walkabout in Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. he just happened upon this uh, incredibly large building. And the building, after breaking into it, he realized is a, an abandoned Baikonur Cosmo, Cosmodrome. Located in Kazakhstan, and the Cosmodrome is basically the, the space station program for Kazakhstan. Mm. Am I right? Is it? Yep. Is it? But they they shut it down in 1993. Well, they shut it down in 88. It was still operational 
until 1993. Mm-hmm. But they kind of just left everything there. It kind of happens a lot in these these countries that you know have had some hard times. They just can't do anything with it. Well, yeah, I mean, the, it's basically it looks like all the workers, the scientists, yeah. the astronauts that were involved with it, just like said, "Well, shutting her down." <laughs> yeah, and they all just walked out the door. Latest. And, yep, and <laughs> just left everything as it was. Uh, it, it shut down in 1993. Uh, they actually stopped using the hangar in 1998. What would they use the hangar for? I mean... I don't know. But anyway, the point is that the building still has two space shuttles in it. Yeah. And it's falling apart. It's becoming... the Basically, they're saying that the, the, the building that surrounds these two space shuttles is probably going to collapse soon. Yeah. And uh, so the, the guy goes through and takes hundreds of pictures of the inside of this place. Uh, he gets inside the shuttles. He starts snapping pics in yeah. there. Um, I guess there's this whole thing about urban explorers where mm-hmm. they try to find stuff like this and just document it and leave it alone, document it, and get out of there. I don't know if I would be brave enough to go in there because they were talking about in the article that a similar hangar that had been abandoned with a space shuttle in it actually collapsed on the space shuttle and destroyed it. Wow. So he was saying that you know it's only a matter of time before that happens here and... You know, there was a possibility it could have happened while he was there, and might have been a little bit of a problem. But basically, the two space shuttles are to- totally intact. I mean, they're still. Uh, they said that the only real problem with them was the exterior of them. Exterior of them were getting getting damaged because of the holes in the roof and stuff like that. Things wow. falling off and everything like that. So, um, yeah. So, but it's still there. It, so it, it looks like there's a fully functional Atari in the uh, cockpit. Yes, is that what yeah, that is? I think I believe so. Is that how they fly it? Yeah, the it's uh, like basically pong. Um, <laughs> so if you want to get a hold of a couple of uh, slightly used space shuttles, then Kazakhstan <laughs> apparently is your place to go. Gently, what, what's the rating in the Kelly Blue Book? It's probably like I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't looked at the space shuttle uh, Blue Book recently. But. Probably a, 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 a used is mm. pro- or, or yeah, gently used. Yeah. Um, gently eroded very good condition very good condition the inside actually does like parts of it look pretty nice but yeah like you said the outside has seen better days yeah um so anyway kind of an interesting little article people loved it on gentleman.com uh a billion a billion people liked it so we thought we had to talk about it for sure um i hope this guy made it out of there just fine and his little uh expedition into this these space shuttles i'd be worried about what i'd find in there what if an alien popped out and was like, Hi, what are you doing here? You want to play Pong? Yeah, I don't know. I'd be, I'd be kind of nervous, but this guy, you know. That would be really out. creepy to it be would. in a building that big. All by yourself, not knowing if the roof was going to fall down on you while you're there. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that could have gone wrong. Or he could have fallen and gotten stuck there somehow, you know. I don't know. Also, how does one travel to Kazakhstan? I, th- I don't know. I've, I don't know. That's weird. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, Glenn, that was uh, that was some interesting stuff there. This, and speaking of interesting stuff, this is a post from our good buddy Razorback, and this is uh, called "Washington Man Arrested After Bizarre Standoff Involving Banjo." Um, so basically, this guy in Washington, Vancouver, Vancouver, Washington, right around the Seattle area, where I just was, I literally just drove through it. Um, he had some kind of a disagreement with a family member. I think he threatened and maybe struck. One of his family members, mm-hmm. 
family member gets out of there. The police show up. Mm-hmm. This guy won't exit the house and to be arrested. We've seen this before. And he, and I don't know how it, it goes from I'm not leaving my house to a standoff. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. That, I don't know if he was threatening officers or what. I'm not sure. The point is, get a two hour standoff with this guy. And at some point, they have video of neighbor neighbor shot a cell phone video. This whole thing. And at some point, he comes outside. Oh, I should mention that he was naked when he assaulted his family member somehow. I think it was his father. I think he assaulted his father while he was naked. Anyway, he took the time to put some shorts on, which is nice. That was good. But uh, how this whole thing ended, bizarrely, was that he came out with a banjo on his front lawn with an entire squad and a police there. Uh, He... Played a few little notes there on the banjo, and it was funny because I thought it was going to be like this crazy banjo yeah. solo, you know? Yeah. And it was like, it was more like, ping, pong, 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 pong. And then he sets his banjo down, he turns around and starts walking in, and uh, they shoot him with a, a like a rubber, a rubber bullet. A rubber bullet, and he starts screaming. <laughs> Like he is scared out of his mind. It's like he's a feral animal. It's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, he starts wailing, and not in a good way. Um, and they arrest him, get him out of there. But I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know what the problem was. I don't know. But he, he ended up getting charged with a felony for assaulting his family member. Um, I don't know what happens when you cause a police standoff. I mean, it, it, <laughs> how do you book someone? What's it? Uh, I guess. Intent to play bad music? Yeah. Uh, uh, unlawful use of a banjo? The, the, there was a great part where they're interviewing the neighbors, and the neighbor's like, well, I, I mean, he he was he naked, some and then he played a banjo or something. He played a banjo? We heard some noise? He started howling? <laughs> yeah, it was, it's a bizarre story, Glenn. I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how that happens, though. Where, how do you do the standoff thing? I think um, there were some hallucinogenics involved, probably. Oh, I had a like couple key kind of, uh, key moments that tipped me off. One was the hitting your father naked. Mm. Uh, the other was the uh, really weird banjo playing. Yeah, that was a weird banjo solo he played. He also took a lot of a lot of care, like getting the banjo yeah, part. He, that's like, true. He took. He, he was taking stuff in and out. Yeah. <laughs> The neighbors were saying he was yelling stuff from inside his window and like slam the window and like open it up and like yell at him again and like and finally he just you know slowly walks out there with his banjo. You know, if you got to go, that's right. Go with a twang. Might as well go with a banjo. That's right. Um, Okay, Glenn. Well, now that we got that figured out, thank you, Braves. Back. Yes, that was a good one. The video was hilarious. I laughed for several minutes after watching it. Uh, What do we got next, Glenn? Well, this one, this one's actually. I hate to do this because kind of kill the buzz, but this one's very serious. The yeah. next attack is very serious. True. Um, well, you gotta. We have to. We have some levity. Now we have some serious. Gotta have news. highs and lows, peaks and valleys. Yep. And this is a. Um, I. This I can't kind of overstate the seriousness of this one. It's posted by a friend Ben Aspen. It's called "Serial Pooper Has Been Targeting Golf Course for Ten Years." Mm-hmm. This my heart really goes out to this this golf course. Right. The uh, golf course in question is in Harsford, Norway. Oh, yeah, yeah. Harsford. I love that place. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Good town. And and uh, there's a groundskeeper in the Norwegian golf course, and said that he's kind of explained that there's been a uh, mystery pooper targeting course holes <laughs> since 2005. Right, right. And that which is a that's a that's a long streak, Brian. That is a long. You like streak. my choice yep. of words there. I do. 
Um, long streak for somebody to be targeting golf holes. And uh, the groundskeeper is quite certain it's a man. Mm-hmm. Now, they haven't actually spotted this uh, miscreant. Right. Uh, but uh, they're, they're, they're positive it's a man because, quote, because the poos are too massive to be from a woman. Now, I'm offended by that. I know. I I question that logic. Look, I'm I about equality. That, yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> I believe that women could do that just as well as I, guys. I think women should be offended, too. I think <laughs> this is offensive for both yeah. genders. That's terrible. That's just a generalization. So I, I say they're, they're mm. a little bit off on that already. Well, regardless, Kenneth Tennisford... The groundskeeper at Stefaginger Golf Club mm. claims that he's been finding human feces uh, and toilet paper in course holes since 2005. And the, the article goes on that they think this guy may have a fetish or a... He, he's not right. Yeah. Uh, or she. He or she. Is Let's not right. That. But, okay, so they, they, there's a couple more interesting thing, little tidbits in mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Uh, one is that he, a couple cliffhangers. He only a couple of Klingons. He only poos <laughs> on weekdays, not on weekends. Only weekdays. And in order to combat this awful crime, they installed huge spotlights on all the holes. And instead of being deterred by these spotlights, he actually climbed up trees next deterred. to the lights. Deterred. <laughs> deterred. Uh, he climbed up trees next to the lights, <laughs> wiggled out on a branch, and, disman- <laughs> and dismantled the spotlights. They said how, how he managed that feat without electrocuting himself or falling is a riddle. Oh. Um, I, my favorite part is the end where he says, Our idea is that it could be someone who, for unknown reasons, hates the game of golf. <laughs> I, I, I think I know some of the reasons why someone might hate the game of golf. I, I have thrown clubs. <laughs> I have thrown things in the water. I've thrown things at my friends. I've pounded beers. <laughs> I've done many things on golf courses because it's a very frustrating game. So look, <clears throat> they're saying alternatively, if, 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 if this guy in fact does not hate the, golf, the game of golf... He must have a fetish or some kind of mental problem. Yeah, it takes a special person to uh, routinely take a mulligan mm. in the uh, the hole there. In the old uh, 18th hole? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I don't know, Glenn. This is a pretty, uh, it's a pretty shocking story. I had no idea. I feel bad for that groundskeeper. For the last 10 years, for the last decade, he's been having to clean up after somebody... Not on the weekends, though. Maybe no, that's no, the thing. That's a good the point. guy feels bad for the groundskeeper, and he's like, this guy deserves a weekend off. We all need a weekend. Yeah, exactly. Right. It doesn't really say the frequency, does it? That he... I No, I don't think so. It doesn't. But it, but it clearly goes to great lengths to yes. not get caught. And, uh, <sighs> wow. Here's what I would do. I would set up a secret video camera hmm. and see if I could capture no the suspect. No kidding. Floodlights? Yeah. Just ideas, you know... Him, him or her. I don't know how ID you this person. Yeah, the thing, the problem with that is that you'd have to have a pretty good view of the oh. person who'd want to review that tape. Yeah, exactly. This is like a scene this from Porky's. Yeah, this isn't like shoplifting or something <laughs> where you got you got the guy on. You know, you. It's like you you set the camera up and you want to capture it, but you really don't. 
Yeah. Please don't. So I don't know, Glenn. I imagine how. this uh, this vigilante mm-hmm. uh, seems pretty crafty. So I, I would imagine that they'd find a way to um, uh, um, take care of the camera angle. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what he did with that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got a video camera, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Video this. <laughs> yeah. What a what a what an incredible Champ. incredible addition to the gentleman yeah. uh, archives there. It really yeah, that that will stand the test of time. This is a kind of hard hitting um, you know, journalistic worldwide knowledge yeah, yeah. that we that we we're really proud of. So oh, we don't like to toot our own horns at gentlemen, but <laughs> you know, in this case, I feel like I'm, 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 I feel good about this. Lynn. Um, speaking of tuning our own horns, uh, Glenn, it's uh, it's we need to do a toast. Oh, we so do. Here, this is this actually is serious. This is very serious. Um, oh man, could open up another one, I guess. I was thirsty. Um, Glenn, your bro, yes, uh, tied the knot. He this did last week. He did. I was at his side. Mm-hmm. I played Ethiopian jazz for him. You you did. You went. You did the Ethiopian jazz as the as the bride walked down the aisle. How did that go? Actually, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It was fantastic. First really? of all, I was playing guitar, so you know it was good. Well, yeah. Second of all, no, he he'd hired a uh, a saxophonist, mm-hmm. and the guy was incredible. Really, he was really good. Yeah. And so I just, I mean, my job was to play one chord mm-hmm. in six eight time. Yep. Kind of varied it a little bit, yeah. and the saxophonist did all of the heavy lifting. Wow! But the so my brother's telling me like, all right, I want the this is a surprise, but the bride's going to walk down the aisle to this Ethiopian jazz number, and I'm thinking, is this the best way to start a marriage? Ed? Right? Is this what uh, what you should be right. doing? Right. It turns out that she actually knew the song and loved it. Mm-hmm. So as soon as she walked down the aisle, she started. Oh. You know, it was, it was an emotional thing because yeah. she she loves that song. Mm-hmm. So he knew what he was doing. Right. Hi. Who am I to, you know... Glenn played me the song before he left, <laughs> and I play guitar too, and when I was listening to it, I was like, man, this has a chance to be an epic failure. I mean, please. It's a weird time signature. Please. The, there's no real... There's one chord for the guitar, and if... It's like you said. Now I had to vary the bass note. If the, if the saxophone player was not rock solid, yeah. awesome. Which that could was. Be, that could be a bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> He toured with ska bands, like he's, oh sure. He he knew what he was Legit, doing, yeah. And so I, I, but of course, you know, I'm <clears throat> my depth of knowledge for Ethiopian jazz is right. Actually, Best. I don't play much jazz guitar in right. general, right? Um, yeah. So whatever, it, it went great. So the yeah. wedding was good. Yeah, uh, yeah. We we had a blast, but yeah, my my little brother is a uh, she she uh, made him an honest man. Mm. You know, not easy to do. No, not at all. Yeah, that's great. I yeah, I uh, haven't seen Ed in a while, long time, but uh, of course, congratulations to him. Yes. Not every day your brother gets married. So. No, and they're coming back to Kansas to do a, a kind of party thing here with their friends. Yeah, right? reception of sorts. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. So they yeah. did the official wedding out. Mm-hmm. You know where they're where they're living at now, but mm-hmm. they still have friends in, around the town. So they've mm-hmm. got to. Got to do something to because you don't have to have everybody travel to you know Oregon or Seattle. To well, it's funny because they had you think that right, but they had a bunch of people who uh, my brother and his wife met teaching English in Korea, mm. South Korea, not yeah. the North. That'd be right. That'd be under Pyongyang. Like, yeah, 
yeah. craziness, but mm-hmm. in South Korea. And so they knew a lot of world travelers themselves. So a lot of people, you know, uh, like, for example, right now, there's some British people staying with my parents. And uh, it's just a fun time. It's a really cool group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really great time, actually. So, yeah. And you're in Oregon, which is beautiful. And, right. And, uh, yeah. So a good time was had by all. They basically had kind of like a, a rave in the woods, more or less. So, mm. uh, Cool. Yeah. That's kind of what I do every... <laughs> Every weekend, and my daughter was a was a flower girl, so oh. she was pretty psyched about that. I bet. So, well, that's cool. But yeah, Ed's a good dude, mm-hmm. and he and he found a a wonderful uh, partner to travel the the unknowns in this life, Brian. <laughs> the paths less traveled. That's right. That's right. So, good for him. Yeah. All right. Excellent well, toast, Brian. Cheers to uh, cheers to Ed. Cheers His to Ed. New wife. That's right, Kaylee. Kaylee. Ed and Kaylee. Mm-hmm. Okay, Glenn. Um, well, time for the... Um, hot buddy topic. And uh, Glenn, this week, um, I've been thinking a lot about technology in the home. And <laughs> I'm starting to surround myself with all these you things are. that are automating my house Mm -hmm. and i started to wonder um about the privacy side of things Mm -hmm. about the lazy side of things Mm -hmm. um and the question is is having a smart home really a good idea it's tough is it really is a smart home a smart idea Mm. i don't know we got smart cars that's right you got smart phones Mm -hmm. computers are already smart yep what else? Yeah, that's probably it. Maybe. I think everything. The, everything's supposed to be... It's like the Internet of Things. It's true. So, everything. Like, I've seen, you know, like thermostats. I've seen... Tools. Tools. I, I've seen, you know, light bulbs have Wi-Fi in them now. Yeah? Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> one of my uh, one of my LED lights you can control with your little Wink Hub that you plug in and... Um, has yeah. Wi-Fi in it? Yeah, it's got... That's how... Well, it's... I don't know if it's Wi-Fi or it's the other communication protocol. Oh, like Bluetooth or something? Or? Yeah, something like that. It's like some kind of... Wireless... I, wi- wireless radio, I think. Okay. Is, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, I, I can't remember if it's Wi-Fi or wireless radio. I can't remember. I mean, but, I'm not surprised. But I'm, I'm a little surprised. It's a surprised. light bulb. Yeah, but it's a light bulb. <laughs> yeah, that tells you how far this thing's gone. And stuff like the... Uh, there's some propane tank measurement thing that alerts you when your propane tank is low in your grill you can buy this yeah for your grill you can buy this at home depot and i'm sitting here thinking how often i i've run through a tank of propane maybe like once a year or something really yeah wow i grill a lot and it's it takes a while it takes like months yeah and you know what i do is i have another can of propane right so when it goes out yeah right uh but anyway, anyway, that's just me. So that so anyway, there's always things going on. The other side of it too is just all the the privacy part of it. Mm. I've got an Xbox, and when I walk in the room, a thing flashes up. It looks, it sees me in the video camera, and it says, "Hi, Brian." When I come mm. in the room, um, but then you start thinking, okay, that video camera's on all the time. It's on right now. It's looking at us. So if somebody wanted to, I mean, you know, security's all well and good and everything like that, but. If somebody really wanted to, they mm-hmm. could probably get to that camera. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you're, then they could see what's going on in your living room, uh, easily see when you're there or not. 
You know what I mean? That's uh, true. A lot of stuff like that. And then also, you know, I've got this, I've got uh, Amazon Echo. Yep. And that's got a microphone that's on all the time. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden, everything you do in the living room and say in the living room is, you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're paying attention to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when you you can you can go back through and look look a, look through a list of all the stuff that you've asked Echo to do, and so and it and it'll replay it. So it'll, it'll replay like a recording of what you said. So um, you know, I don't know. So there's a lot of, a lot of I don't know, interesting issues there. I don't know what to do. What to do? This reminds me, Brian, of the whole. Uh, well, it's just kind of like the internal the the, the ever. Uh, this reminds me of the ongoing debate about like email privacy and things mm, like that. Like, yeah. what should you track? What should be tracked right. and what shouldn't? Right. All this stuff gets put up into the quote unquote cloud. Right. You know, can mm-hmm. be used. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's tough. I, I've heard that there's a uh, like you have to pay to get access to it or something. I'm surprised it hasn't been shut down. I wonder if it has already. But the fact that they can create this is interesting. There's a search engine for devices. Like, your Amazon Echo has its own identifier. Right. And you, in theory, you could look that up on hmm. the search engine. Hmm. I don't know what you do with that. Right. But the fact that there's a record somewhere that can be searched. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like garage door openers. Right. Well, they had that problem with Chrysler's recently that you, like, they, you'd shut the car down, basically, via the internet. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. the hell, man? Like, what? I, I, I don't know. I I don't know. It's it's like I don't know. Personally, um, I'm also I don't know. I like knowing when I lock my door. Like I know that I locked it. Mm-hmm. I don't want something like I don't want to speak into a microphone and tell something to lock the door. Right. I don't know. It just yeah. It's just something me personally though. But I understand the allure of having mm-hmm. smart things like a smart thermostat would be pretty awesome. Yeah. And you have one, right? You, you... I have like a the rudimentary one, which is like just a basic. You set okay. a schedule, it does the thing, but. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm kind of like on the fence about it. I, I like a lot of that stuff. Right. Um, I like, clearly I like my Xbox. <laughs> I didn't realize how bad it was at voice commands until I got the Amazon echo. Oh really? The Amazon echo is amazing. I mean, it's, you know, I, as far as a home device and doing the voice command thing, it's, it's spot on. I mean, wow. it's the best implementation of voice command stuff that I've seen. Really? And, I, you know, I've only used Siri. I've only used Xbox. But Amazon did a pretty damn good job of it. Um, and that's pretty fun. It's it's pretty compelling little thing. It's a little Bluetooth speaker so you can play music through it from your iPad, stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Um, I've got the Xbox. I'm thinking about getting a security system, some kind of thing with cameras that I can access on my phone and you know motion detection and all that stuff so that's probably the next one i've also thought about getting the uh the electric lock that you can yeah distribute like keys to people to come there in your house if you need to oh so not like the pad number like no it's what it is is just like a big it's big depth bolt mm-hmm. and you it bluetooths your phone and then when you're like walking in the door it unlocks it for you and you just like walk on in. Oh, it's crazy to me. And the other thing that you can do with it is like if you're having a party or mm-hmm. something, you can I could send you a thing that would let you like get into my house, you know, like 
I know front doors open. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, exactly. If you're yeah. walking up, you should you would be able to just walk on in the house. That's pretty cool. Or if you had like a cable person coming over or something like that, you could send them a key that would work for like two hours at your house. You know, and then it yeah. would shut off, and they wouldn't be able to get back in. So just stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Um, I don't know how useful that is. It's like how often do you really need to do that i mean i guess people like they'll say like the keys under the mat you know so i guess people do that all the time that's true know? when we left town we had to leave our key yeah somewhere around the so i mean you know the premises kind of would have been nice to you know yeah be able to vir- you know just virtually just it's like an app that just mm-hmm. says like yeah this person has access to my house at this time you know so i don't know i guess i Good and bad, I guess. The only the only worry with that would be like, what if somebody was able to get in there and unlock doors from inside? Which, man, these companies are getting hacked like every hour. Right. You know, like it's it's gonna happen. So I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. When we were we stayed in a bunch of hotels, different hotel mm-hmm. rooms as we were traveling up and down, you know, the Northwest, and like, yeah, I, I was thinking a lot about how like this key card that I have. Who who actually has access to my hotel room? Like, right, and it's nice that they have like the flip bolt and everything on the inside. But still, it's mm-hmm. like, eh, yeah, it's really weird. Norman Bates, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Which I guess right. has the same problem as like physical keys. I mean, they can have like that's true, you know, whatever. Well, and you can, yeah, not to put on tinfoil hat, but you can also like, I know we've talked about this on on the podcast before about the the what is it called the bump some kind of technique where you can like. Basically, pick just about any kind of common lock. Oh, right. Using <clears throat> right rudimentary in, uh, instruments. Right. Frightening. A pencil and some uh, dental floss. I think. Right. Yeah, there's a no, kiwi in there. I think. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. It's true. It's a little weird. I don't know. But here's the thing, man. Like, Laura's a little bit weirded out by having like the Xbox camera on and stuff. Yeah. My policy is, man. If some video of me came out. Right. You know, on my couch with my boxers on. Brian. You know, hey, this is PG. Okay. Whatever. I, I'd just be like, you know, I'm a human being. Somebody stole a video of me. <laughs> Deal with it. Right. You know, I wouldn't be... I actually... I mean, I wouldn't... I wouldn't care that much. I'd be like... Yeah, I pick my nose. Yeah. <laughs> I... You know what? I don't... I don't do anything right. worthy of right. anybody taking the time to do that that's what they all say brian well i'm just saying like i i wouldn't be if i was you know if i was walking around without any clothes on i'd be like well you know somebody broke into my thing and stole it and oh well you know i pretty much had that happen to me <clears throat> not quite like that <laughs> but i had my privacy violated really as i was going through the airport uh yesterday oh right 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 i get i was uh fortunately i was flagged for a special attention Mm -hmm. by the good folk at the tsa ah yes and i got a uh it was it's very it's very uh what's the word to describe this erotic it was it was uh (laughs) it got hot it got hot and steamy but it's weird that they have you in the middle of the like everybody's you know moving through everything and you're like in the middle and the sky's like you know (laughs) <laughs> touching you in places you didn't know you had yeah and uh it's funny because like one of the questions is like do you know do you know they have to go through a whole spiel before they like patch you down it's like do you have any sore areas on their body that you know of? And i was like well let's find out <laughs> <laughs> you know that was pretty funny <laughs> then i tried to tip them and you know yeah <clears throat> hopefully you had a good i i the, 
one of the only experiences I've had with anything like that is where I got like pulled over to just do like the hand test or something yeah. like that. And the guy was a complete a hole. I mean, he really was a jerk, man. Why? Just like I was, I, I, you know, he was about. He like pulled me to the side and everything, and I was like, "Hey, how's your day going today?" And he just like looked up at me, stared at me for a second, and then looked back down. I was like, "Okay, dude. Well, <laughs> so wow. much for bedside manner, man. These people, man. Like, I don't know. They're getting pretty personal with you. They should be nice to yeah. you. Oh you yeah, know? man. That guy, he knew everything about me, Brian." <laughs> There were no secrets between us. Yeah, no, I mean, it, but it goes a long way. We're getting way off topic here, but yeah. it goes a long way with uh, if so. If you got a sense of humor, I mean, if the people, yeah, the difference between the guy you had interaction with and the guy I had interaction right. with, he had a sense of humor and he was asking me if I wanted a cigarette after the pat down. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, you know, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got to have some. Yeah, I, I imagine most people. I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. You know. Uh, easygoing guy mm-hmm. when it comes to stuff like that because yeah. I know they're just doing their job. Yeah. I'm not going to get pissed off at them. Right. Anyway. Yeah. That, that's neither here nor there, Brian. I, I, yeah. The smart, um, the smart pro pat downs. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely pro pat down, and I think that there should be, you know, they shouldn't have to pay taxes on those tips. That's right. You know, that's true. If I give them a ten, they're just doing their job. He earned it. Yeah. The government shouldn't have a take of that. That's true. Mm-hmm. I hope he doesn't report it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, well, Glenn. I don't know. I don't know what the verdict is on smart homes. I'm sure there'll be much privacy rhetoric and debate and all that stuff. And I think the price is worth it. I think the the price of the interesting technology and the things it can do, mm-hmm. um, it's worth the risk to me. You know. Yeah, I love. Uh, there's a. I love the TV show The West Wing. Mm-hmm. It's like one of my favorite favorite TV shows, just because I like the whole. Like behind the scenes look at politics, even though it's not really real. But one of the one of the quotes from one of the shows was that the how did it go? The current the past decade was about shoot, I can't remember how it goes exactly, but he's basically talking about how and this was created before privacy became real a real issue in the modern mm-hmm. eye or right. in the modern times, but right. that um the next decade, the next twenty years was gonna be all about privacy. Mm. And it's totally true. Yeah. I mean Mm-hmm. It's you know you have credit card companies that know literally everything that you buy. Yeah. I mean the 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 I mean not I don't mean to be like a you know conspiracy theorist or everything, but if somebody wanted to go out and look at everything that you had bought right. or said or you know written an email or anything, mm-hmm. all of it, set on the phone. You know, I mean yeah. I don't think we're being taped right now, other than well we got Xbox and Alexa going, so they're probably well in the the podcast. Yeah, so that's true. The recording. <laughs> That too, but um, you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. yeah, it's there. Oh yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's that age old thing. Are we safer with people having Ooh. the ability to do that, mm-hmm. or are we giving up our our, our kind of freedoms to our, our privacy? There? Is this safety worth the cost? Yeah, I don't the know. cost of privacy, Brian. I don't know, man. It's a tough question. It's a slippery slope. That's it for is. Sure. Th- that's exactly I mean, true. A lot of bad stuff have been done in the name of doing the right thing. Mm. And a lot of good stuff has been done doing in the name of the bad thing. Yes. The... <clears throat> I don't know. That well, maybe, maybe, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, Glenn. Okay, so no consensus yet. We will, we'll, Okay, we'll wait 10 years. Mm-hmm. Over the next decade, mm-hmm. all the privacy issues will finally be sorted out. Yeah. And then we'll update you mm-hmm. in episode 765. Wow. That would be... Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, 765, look for that. <laughs> uh, we will update the privacy thing. We'll talk about this again. I wonder what kind of beers we'll be reviewing then. Uh, it'll be like a, like a beer. Like it, air beer? Yeah. It'll just be, it won't, there won't be any glass or aluminum or anything like that. It'll just be like you be pick like up vaping. the... like vaping? Yeah. You pick up the thing and you just... Mmm. Mm. A lot of hoppy notes in that CO2 right it's, there. Yeah. Okay. Gas by volume. Uh, <laughs> How much it like modulates your voice? Yeah, exactly. This um, is a great beer. <laughs> well, we'll find out in the, in the future. <laughs> um, time for the question from the gentleman mailbag. Mm-hmm. Glenn, the final segment of tonight's show. And the question is, you just come from the Northwest, mm. the Pacific Northwest. Yes. The Pacific Pacific Northwest. That's right. And you'd never been out there before. You'd never been to Seattle. You haven't been to Oregon. I had not, no. Um, and I loved it. Which is a glaring omission in your travels. So my question is, what's the what's another city that you you were, uh, you would want to visit really bad, but you haven't been ever in your life before? Um, there are two cities that spring to mind right away. And one of them, well... It's basically anywhere in Hawaii. I, I, that's okay. kind of cheating because I'm not naming a city. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always had a fascination with Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, ever since Elvis went there and recorded. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but I, but I have always wanted to go to Hawaii. So I would guess uh, Honolulu. Okay. Uh, whatever. But 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 yeah, that's a safe answer. Risky answer here, and you're not going to like it because I know you're going to disagree with me. Because you've been here, but Sydney. Oh, Sydney. I've always wanted to go to yeah. Sydney. Yeah. I know, Brian, you have strong thoughts about how you think it's the second best city in Australia. I don't know if it's second. Really? I, I might put it a little bit further down the list, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Third? Yeah. Whoa! All right, so you and have... I haven't even traveled to the other cities there. All right, so you have been... I know Melbourne is top of the list, right? <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Okay. What's I, number two? Uh, I might go with Brisbane instead. Really? Yeah. Now, you've lived here. You've lived yeah. in Australia for mm-hmm. about a year, right? Yep. Okay. Uh, <sighs> Sydney's, the, Sydney's the big city, but it's not... I don't know. It, it's just... It, I, it's good. It's a good town. I, it might be second. I haven't visited any of the other ones on the... You know, the problem is it's so spread out. I haven't been to some of the other coastal cities around there. Um, you know, so it, it might be good. Brisbane's got a lot of good culture. It's got really good public transit. It's got, you know, got everything you need right there. It's a cool city. So um, that's what I would go with. But, yeah, Sydney, Sydney's Sydney's all right. We got a lot of touristy stuff there. So I'm sure wow. you like that. Look at that dig. <laughs> I've always, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, like National Geographic. Yeah. Kind the, of. The thing. concert hall. or the con- What's, uh, not a hall. It's the uh, Opera House. The Opera House. Yeah. And, you know, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I, I've just always wanted to see the city. Yeah. I'm sure it's not, you know, I'm sure if I went to the other ones, it'd be... Yeah, you know. there's, there's, it's, they're all a little bit different because they're so, you know, far away from each other, but... I've always wanted to go to London, too. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I haven't been to London. I, I, I really want to check that out and see what that's like. Mine would be probably Paris. I want to, I want to do that. I haven't, I've not Paris. been to anywhere in Europe, really. Mm. Um so that would probably be my top. That or London would probably be the two yeah. ones. So it'd definitely be someplace in Europe because I haven't haven't been over there. And um, you know, but the thing is, like, you can't. I don't know. I don't want to like keep finding more cities that I like a lot. I'd like to just keep going <laughs> back to the ones that I like yeah. the most. 
you know yeah i hear you man so maybe i'll just have a limit i'll just be like okay i'm gonna go visit like five more cities and then after that <laughs> no more i'm done it's a I'm very gonna, weird way to look at this brian i'm just gonna stick to what i know and not i'll just you know i'll be good yeah I, i'll have like my top four and then like every year i'll just go to one of those four or something i i uh i had an interesting conversation with uh one of my brothers at the wedding, one of my brothers, Grimsman, was is a Londoner. Uh-huh. And he and his girlfriend were talking about London, and I was like, we were, I was talking to him about, you know, English culture and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, all right, I got, I, I, I would, he's like, are you going to come to London? Yeah. Because when you, when you do, you should stay with us. I'm like, yeah, yeah it'd be awesome. And I was trying to explain that I was, uh, I'm kind of a little bit of a closet Anglophile, right? right. Like, you know, I, I love. Oh, I don't know if I would, you don't want to. This is getting recorded, Glenn. I don't I, know if you I, want to admit uh, to that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, and so I said, I said, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a closet anglophile. And yeah. He was like, "What?" And I was like, "An anglophile?" And he's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> Wait, no. Let me let me do this different way. That's a I hard said, I'm an anglophile, and he's like, "A what?" <laughs> an anglophile. He's like, "What's that?" Uh, <laughs> Had he seriously never heard of that? No. Or is he just joking? No, he wasn't. He was like, "I've." I was like, "Oh, well, it's it's basically." Um, and I explain, you know, as you know, somebody who's who's really, you know, really enjoys English culture, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, you know, but is American. I, well, maybe it well just isn't English, basically. Yeah, and you know, Anglo-Saxon. You right. Know, and, and I was right. trying to explain, you know, like, but it just wasn't registered. He's was like, "Well, that's weird. I've never even heard of this." It's like we don't have American files, and I was like, "Well, well, yeah." And I was like, "All right." So I read Sherlock Holmes when I was little, and right. it's basically, you know, yeah. I've always been kind of. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'm not obsessed. I have people. I have friends who are obsessed with English yeah. culture. I just right. like it. I just like, you know. I think it's cool. Yeah, parts of it. So. No, I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested in. I'm interested in checking out London. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a lot of the art and stuff like that. The culture that they have there. Yeah. There's a depth to it that I think is interesting to to check out. Much so. further than than yeah. ours. So anyway. But yeah, I, I get it. I think it's pretty cool. I'd like to I'd like to see it at some point. The closest I've been is Ireland, and there's a lot of history there too. Yeah, there's a lot of that was the thing that stuck out to me the most when I was there was that there was so much uh, uh, interesting history around every corner. So yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Well, I guess we should go to London then. There it is. Yeah, next week recording live. Yeah, gentleman podcast right in uh, London. 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 London town. London town. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I have a, I've, I've, there's, I know of all these, like, I wouldn't call them myths, but basically just things that we think are true about, you know, Londoners and Mm -hmm. English, the English, and it's, it's not true, Brian. Mm. It's not true. Mm -hmm. For example, I'd always assumed, I heard and I assumed that the English, they don't like, you know, they like everything lukewarm in terms of, you know, water or drink, like beer, whatever, lukewarm. Not true. I think I've heard the beer thing, but... Yeah, no. It's not true. They like cold things. Mm-hmm. It's just that they're... Like in Kansas, it gets to be 100 degrees. Right. It can be, you know, right. and the heat index is crazy. Well, they don't really have that as much, per se, so they don't need things as cold to offset it. I see. Interesting. That's the way it was explained to me. Okay. So. Yeah. Wow, well, another myth disp- dispelled. Mm. Interesting. That's what we're here for, Brian. <laughs> We do the heavy lifting. I, yes. Apparently we do. Um, we do, and the people that listen to the show do. Mm, that's right. The real heavy lifting, the real heavy lifting <laughs> is listening to us talk about these things. Mm-hmm. That's like the weight of the world. 
on their shoulders. It is. I almost. It, uh, I, I feel bad. Yeah. Well, if you feel bad, we should probably just stop talking. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. Well, that was Gentleman Podcast number 68. Uh, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening to episode 68. Salud.